Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Friends and Lovers Podcast. I'm your host, Ayana. And I'm your host, Taylor. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to our wrap-up, our first wrap-up of this podcast. Since we didn't do a January wrap-up because we started in January, we're merging kind of January and February. Um, We're just going to talk about some books that we like, that we didn't like. At the end, we'll also talk about our podcast book club pick of the month, which is from Look Up With Love. And then we'll also do some rapid-fire questions, some fun fun stuff at the end yeah i am super excited and this will be fun because i know we both like often do like wrap-ups on like our instagrams and stuff but it'll definitely be fun to be able to talk a little bit more in depth about how we felt about certain books that we read and everything and be able to like dive in a little bit deeper so i'm excited for sure do you want to kick us off on our reading updates yeah of course so um this has been an interesting reading week i feel like i'm actually officially out of my slump which is super super exciting yeah so i actually reread the right move which is one of my very favorite books of all time as we all know and that really like i feel like re-inspired me i read it in like a day which is like it's a pretty long romance book it's like 450 500 pages and so i was just like okay i'm gonna reread this and then it like just like really re-inspired i feel like my love for reading and so i have been just like super excited about like my tbr and like what i'm reading and all of that like i feel very re-inspired but i also like very much appreciated i think um the little break i got like i definitely feel like that was valuable at least like to me to be able to like slow down in the month of February like a little bit. In terms of what I am currently reading, I am currently reading Not in Love by Allie Hazelwood which is an arc. I apologize I didn't grab the date in which this one is out um, but I think it's around June that this one is out so this is her next contemporary romance and this is kind of back to her normal format where she does kind of like stem girly romance with you know some sort of like a workplace stem academia romance and I am about 60% into it and I actually am taking like a little break from it. I love Allie Hazelwood. She's one of my favorite authors and I have really enjoyed this book and I've seen like really great reviews. Just I just got out for advanced reader copies like this week, but I just feel like I'm like not in the right headspace. I think I'm like a little contemporary romanced out right now and it's like super spicy, like soup. Like it's like so spicy and it's done really well so it's not like a negative thing but i also just am not like in the mood right now to read like non-stop pages of smut like i just i'm like this is just like kind of a lot <laughs> um and so i'm just like taking like a little mini break until like i can enjoy because i'm enjoying the storyline i'm enjoying the writing i'm even enjoying like the spice it's just like was like okay this is a lot and i feel like i'm not in the right headspace so taking like a mini break but i am hoping hoping to finish that in the next few days but love ali hazelwood and i'm excited to kind of see how that wraps up and then I super randomly decided to pick the audiobook back up of Serpent Wings of the Night, which is so random. This book had like a ton of hype like last year. It was kind of like the romanticy. Um, and I read like half of it and DNF'd it and did not like it at all. Just super randomly. I was like, I, cause I bought the audible of it like forever ago. And I was like, I just want to give this another chance for some reason. And I'm like, loving it like I'm like literally devouring it that is I think the perfect depiction or like situation of right book wrong time and I think that that's why it's so important to sometimes give another like the book another opportunity a hundred percent and it's funny because I had someone DM me and they're like oh my gosh like do you like the book now (laughs) and I was like honestly like I changed my mind on books 
all of the time so like and i think that's also just an important thing like if you're ever listening to like one of our reviews or something like that like and if we don't like something sometimes it is like a forever like this is just not for me and like obviously we respect that but at the same time there are just times where i'm like okay like i didn't like this right now but that might change in the future and like that's totally okay like nothing that i ever say is like you know bible in the sense that like i'm i'm never gonna hold myself to not changing my mind and stuff so yeah but i'm like loving it it is a very heavy like romantic book it has like a lot of romance in it so it has vampires in it and so which is like a very fun like unique thing it's not like fae or anything like that and that has been like a very fun switch up I love that. That sounds really good. It was really, I really think that you would enjoy it. I feel so almost silly um, recommending this because I feel so late to the game on it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm enjoying this so much. And it, it's also like funny and I'll, I'll wrap up this tangent <laughs> soon, but like I really only started reading um, fantasy. I want to say like a little over a year ago. I'm still like pretty new. And I feel like even like the headspace of me reading this book now, I'm like, I'm just so much better at reading fantasy. Like I like, it's like almost like a skill set that you have to like build up. And I'm like, like the world building in this book is so easy to understand in the best way. Like it is a little bit easier than like Akhtar, I would even say, but it still feels very immersive. I think you would really like this series. You probably wouldn't feel like that before, like a year yeah. ago. You would feel oh this is kind of hard to understand exactly but it's like the progression that you've had in the growth in yeah. the genre that's so fun yeah so I'm really enjoying it it's really gotten me I think stoked on like I'm really excited to explore more Carissa Broadbent's like backlist because mm -hmm. I know she has like a different series Daughter of No Worlds that I'm really excited to read and it's just like made me like really excited I think about backlists in the sense that like I think I read a lot of arcs and stuff but in the grand scheme of things like a relatively new reader and so I'm like oh my gosh there's so many backlists I have left to explore and that has been very good and like re-inspiring me to like get out of my slump and stuff so I feel like very good I feel very excited I'm hoping to finish that today yeah I have like maybe like 50 more pages um but I've been doing like a hybrid read of that and I've been like obsessed so what are you reading this week? Okay, so I'm actually reading like a lot, but they're all romances, which is very unlike me. Like usually, you know, I do like one fantasy, one romance. So I'm reading an arc and it's called When I Think of You. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name. I don't, I don't know if it's Maya or Mia, Ariel. It's her debut novel. Oh, awesome. And I'm really, really liking it. It's Second Chance. So it's, it's like one of my favorite tropes and it's really fun. I'm really liking it. I'm only like maybe 25% in, so I don't have like a lot of thoughts yet, but I'm enjoying it. I like her writing. It's easy. It's fun. And then I started on the way here. Actually, I started The Fake Mate. And I started The Fake Mate because yesterday I made a story that I finally got Bride, which I had read it as an arc. And I also got The Fake Mate by Lana Ferguson. And it's a paranormal like romance. And I'm kind of like in that vibe right now. And so one of our friends, Sky, DM me and was like the audio is incredible I was gonna say that I've heard like if you're gonna read that book do it on the audio oh I want to give her a huge hug because oh let me tell you the audio is crazy like in what way is it crazy one the narration so good both of the um narrators are oh it's like male and female yes oh my gosh I love when POV. they get both like both actors for the dual pov it's such a game changer it's so good noah which is the mmc the male main character his voice so please oh my god and the female main character she is so just like sassy i love that and i love a female main character that's sassy so i'm literally only like four chapters in but i'm enjoying it so much and i just want to give a huge hug to sky because the audio is on spotify oh amazing. the audio is so 
so good i'll have to do that i actually have that book it was like sent to me in like a book box and um it's like the one that i'm the most excited about in that box i want to listen to it though probably on audio so maybe i'll wait till my spotify like I'm, I'm in Spotify jail right now. I actually used all my listening times and then I chose to top up this month, which is a absolute rip off and I still ran out of yep. audio time, so. Yup, I've done that before and I'm literally like, did this was even worth it? No, but I'm, I'll do it again. And then I am actually, have you ever heard of uh, Libro FM? Oh yeah, did you apply for their program? Yeah, so I'm- I think I was declined. <laughs> oh well, did you get in? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Yeah, so I have been, since the new year, I mean two months only, I have been um, part of their program. And I'm also, which this is going to be such a surprise to you, you're literally going to be like, what? But I chose Fangirl by Tessa Bailey. Interesting. <laughs> this one. That was like one of the only romances that they had of an author that I already like know that like she's very popular. It happened one summer by Tessa Bailey. It's like a fisherman romance, like very like Schitt's Creek-esque. That was the second book I read as on my reading journey. I did not like it, but I also was like such a new reader. I don't know how I'd feel now, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm interested to see your thoughts. I've never read a Tessa Bailey book before. Um, I know that her books are pretty spicy. Sometimes you just I- be like driving white knuckling. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> like the cars next to me. I'm like, you don't understand what I'm listening to right now. But it's very unlike me because I've never yeah. read a Tessa Bailey book. So it's very unlike me. But a lot, two audiobooks and then a physical arc. Before we jump into our monthly wrap up, we wanted to talk just a little bit about things that we loved this month just in life in general also reading related um, and then something that we're looking forward to in the month of March. So Ayana, do you want to start us off with your first obsession from the months of January and February? Yes. Okay. My first obsession is my Kindle. And to be fair, I am always in my Kindle era. Like I'm always obsessed with my Kindle, but I feel like that for the past two months, because I've been in arc jail and I've also just like, have been loving using my Kindle. Like I literally dread a physical book. Like I can't even stare at them. Like I'm like everything on my Kindle, my Kindle this, my Kindle that, like I, if I, I have the can't. physical book and the, it's on Kindle Unlimited, I'm reading it on my Kindle. 100%. Like I will go to lengths of the earth to not have to read a physical <laughs> yes. book. I hate physical books. Yes. I feel like once you become a Kindle girly though, it's like, there's no going back. So. 100%. If you don't have a Kindle, you need to get one because I promise you it's like the best investment I've ever made. I agree. I completely agree. Ayana dropped her Kindle in the pool like last week, which we thought that she was dead forever, but she came back for, to life. Yes. I was taking pictures outside. Doing her little book girly things. Book girly things. And I accidentally got spooked. I have a, a puppy and he has a lot of high energy. So I got like spooked because he's like running and I stumbled and I dropped it in the pool. And it was like the most comedy like movie thing I've ever experienced because like why does that happen I don't know the picture was absolutely <laughs> absolutely hilarious like just seeing it like at the bottom of like the deep end just like her kindle with like the stickers it was so sad it was so sad I also took me 15 minutes to get it out and when I took it out it literally still worked I was baffled I thought that it was just like a prank someone's like doing a prank on me like Ashton Kutcher's gonna come out and just be like <laughs> Jody Quinones <laughs> what would you do but I, apparently they're waterproof so I had no idea I was like Ayana you need to put it in rice and put it in rice right now and i did yeah i i i get i said yes ma'am 
<laughs> Which I mean, it's just like my go-to. It's like if I drop something in water, I'm like, put it in rice, put 100%. it in rice. But it turns out they're waterproof. They're waterproof. So is it working like totally fine now? Oh, is it, like no issues. She's great. She's perfect. Nothing happened to her. But that's the thing. You lost the kid. The, the stickers. Actually, the stickers are pretty okay. Wow, you they really got are, out of this they, unscathed. I know they are a little bit like crumbled up. Yeah, but I have like <laughs> tried to Fair put enough. them back, and I mean they look fine. They look fine to me. So <laughs> perfect. I, it's it's fine. Um, my first obsession, I'll do my reading related one as well. Um, is just doing audiobooks, and more specifically, I've been working on a puzzle every evening, and so it's actually like a great activity if you're like wanting to learn how to do audiobooks. Doing something like a puzzle or something like that really helps because it's a very it uses different parts of your brain and so you're not you know trying to focus on doing anything else so you're really like immersed in what is going on in the audiobook and obviously I feel like 2024 has really been the year of the audiobook in general and I yeah I just have been absolutely obsessed with audiobooks it's been a fun little journey so yeah fun yeah fun I I mean I think we talk about this a lot about audiobooks and then doing something else but I, I promise you guys it's so fun yeah it's so fun I love that yeah I love puzzles and I think it's a way to just get yeah, off decompress yeah. yeah and not be on like on your phone for sure and I think that that's something I really appreciate is like I feel like I can yeah turn my audiobook on and then do the puzzle and I just feel like I'm like not even like tempted to look at my phone for like hours which is just such like, a relief so okay my second obsession which we're probably gonna overlap in this but we I think we have both been in like really big like running era yes like, that was gonna be my next one so we can both talk about this yes yeah. I just so I danced and played soccer when I was younger. So I never have been um, much of a runner except obviously soccer, but running was obviously treated as a punishment, Mm -hmm. um, which is the case in many, many sports. Um, But I have never like actually just been like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go for a run. A couple years ago, I started to do it and I like didn't like love it, but it was a form of me not having to spend money on a gym or, or classes. And so I like, I was like forcing myself kind of to do it. And then through the pandemic, I kind of fell uh-huh. and I just like, didn't, didn't, I, I didn't want to do it. So picked it up back up at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and it has been so, so fun, especially cause I get to go on a run with my dog. And I think that that's just like, I feel one safer and two, I just feel like, I mean, two, two birds in one stone. Yes. Like he gets exercise. I get exercise. It's perfect. And I just been loving it like it truly makes me so happy and it also clears my mind I, it's so fun I I'm really loving it and I never ever imagined that I would ever say that I would just go on a run for fun yeah so I my next obsession was going to be running so that's fun that we're both kind of in our runner era and I feel like I feel like that's actually kind of been the thing like I feel like a lot of girlies are in their runner era right now like on the internet and stuff but I have been really, really enjoying it. Um, I like you're saying, I think the endorphins are like so good for you. Actually, I've had a few people message me on like my book account because every once in a while I'll post about running and stuff. They're like, oh, we'd love to hear more about your running. And I like get, get a little shy because I'm like, would you like to hear more about my running? Because I'm not like, a good runner, but my whole family is runners and I grew up running and doing like cross country. But then I obviously like fell out of it and like hadn't run as much. But I feel like running has like a really big, like when you're first getting back into it, like it's everyone would say this, but it's like, terrible like you hate your life but I feel like I'm past that threshold now where I'm like oh I actually like feel good sometimes when I'm running which is such like a fun and like relieving feeling and like like you're saying the endorphins and then also just like 
being outside is so good for my mental health. And obviously we're both very blessed to live in Southern California. And so it's like nice here right now, which is so lovely to get the sunshine, but like with working a full-time job and stuff, like I don't always like have to get outside every single day, but like having that thing that kind of like forces me to get outside is so great. So I love it. I'm so glad we're both in our running. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want more running updates, let us know. Okay. My third little obsession is honestly something really random, but I think you'll, you guys will get to know me more. I always talk about how I have anxiety and I'm very open about talking about anxiety, like on the pod or on my bookstagram, but I'm also diagnosed with OCD and OCD just like comes up in like very different ways for me. And obviously I'm not here to tell anyone how their OCD shows up in their life. But for me, I get really obsessed with certain foods um and for me like I can only have that for breakfast lunch and dinner and until I literally get tired of it for like two weeks straight and so my newest fixation I would is what my therapist calls it the brand is called true fruit I'm pretty sure okay it's like chocolate covered fruit and it's like raspberries or like strawberries which is the only ones that I've seen and they have like dark chocolate or milk chocolate and they're like literally little things and they're the fruit is frozen and it is something that brings me so much happiness and so much joy that i am absolutely obsessed i have bought so many bags and i just i can't help it where I do you get them target okay but i will say i'm pretty sure that someone on tiktok posted it oh it's going viral they're sold yeah. out I, I don't have tiktok but they're sold out and that's the only explanation uh, for nowadays i feel like anything that's sold out i'm like tiktok yeah TikTok posted it but i've been obsessed with them. i want to try them i think you would really like them the dark chocolate i mean i have, love dark chocolate so. and they have like they're not like super sweet they're more like tart sounds amazing i'm, I'm definitely gonna try them um my last obsession is i'm also late to the game on this but it's noah khan and i have listened to like his music like very casually i would say like i mean obviously he blew up like last year ish right like but i feel like i have been like obsessed mode the last few months um over his music to the point where because like i really like in general like Ryan always makes fun of me. Like I literally have no variation in my music. I only listen to Taylor Swift and like occasionally like Phoebe Bridgers and like Boy Genius and stuff. But like, oh my gosh. And I also just never listen to males. Like, and so like I'll be in the car and I'm like, wow, I'm listening to a male singing right now. But I'm just <laughs> obsessed with his music. And I, yeah, again, I'm super late to the game and I'm actually so sad that I'm late to the game because I'm so sad I didn't get tickets to his. And I'm going to kind of keep an eye out for face value tickets um but yeah just absolutely obsessed with his music um it's been like on rotation i need to get the vinyl so i can play it on my record player but his music is incredible obviously everyone knows this this is not anything new but yeah so i absolutely love that like yeah. noah is probably i say always that my taste is taylor swift noah and zach bryan and if you like noah i really recommend you listening to zach okay so i think you might like him he's very he's quite different um but i promise you like if you are that obsessed with noah you might like zach i'll give him a try yeah report give back. him a try that's interesting i think if i were to describe my music taste in three artists it would be taylor swift maybe noah khan now and gracie abrams i would maybe say yeah so that that checks out very yeah. very well yeah yeah okay and then what is something that you're looking forward to in the month of march in the month of March, I'm going to go to Joshua Tree. So fun. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very, very special place to, for me. Um, that's where I got engaged. And that has been just like our place and yeah. just like a place that really you're like disconnected from the world and it's mm-hmm. so quiet and you get to see I the stars. I love it out there. It feels like a different planet. Yes. It genuinely feels like 
am, am I even like in America? Like, yeah. where am I? It's just such a special place. It's for like me. a great weekend trip distance from us. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like Taylor said, it's not it's not far from us at yeah. all, but it still feels like okay. You're like disconnected. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still like going somewhere. Like it feels still like a little little mini vacation. I love that so much. What are you looking forward to? Um. Yeah. So mine is just I have been already kind of doing this a bit more, but just reading outside and being outside Mm -hmm. in general like I feel like obviously like I said earlier we're both very lucky that we live in Southern California so it's already kind of like feeling like summer is brewing it's literally February but (laughs) I just have been enjoying like I got a new picnic blanket and so I like have been enjoying going to the beach or just sitting outside like on my lawn and like just getting like a little snack and like my book and everything like that and just getting like the sunshine um and really taking advantage of the fact that we live somewhere warm um so yeah i'm just like really looking forward to like doing that more and more and just yeah being outside more going on more walks going on more runs and all of that so it's like bringing me back to life so touching grass being yes. in nature we, does wonders we for are the, the same yeah we are the <laughs> <It> same really <laughs> does so that's amazing um but yeah we thought that that would be a fun little way for you guys because we want to talk about reading obviously but it also is important that you guys get to know us a little bit and so let us know if you like to hear kind of like those personal updates and stuff or if you're like just talking about the books um <laughs> We'll yeah, do whatever you guys want. Really, really. We're just here for your entertainment. So to move on, we are going to be doing just a few selected books that we're going to go through. Again, like I said earlier, or Ayana said earlier, it's going to be kind of just like highs and lows of the month. And we're going to talk about our reviews on the books and what we thought. Um, so you want to get started with your first book that you're going to be reviewing from this month, Ayana? Yes. Okay. The first book is going to be Lover Design by Lauren Asher. And this book just genuinely... I. I can't stop thinking about it. I know I probably can't shut up about this book and you're probably like, why is she talking about this book again? But it's just, I love it so much. So Leopard Design by uh, Lauren Asher follows Dahlia and Julian. Dahlia's an interior designer and Julian renovates houses. And after Dahlia's broken engagement, she goes back to Lake Wisteria and that's where she sees her rival, which is Julian. And they have to figure out how to be around each other and so there's also like a little bit i think like a forced proximity mm-hmm. it's really good it's spicy and it's fun um and of course i rated it five stars i loved love redesign i read it like a couple months ago at this point but it was such like a surprising like love for me and i know like i don't know i'd be curious um i've heard like really good things about the like latino representation and love redesign is that something that you feel like you like liked or connected to at all 100 percent. like the latinx representation in this book is one done so 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 well and um usually and i will talk about my experience it's sometimes depicted as like a sad or not negative but the book is like sad or it's like the struggles of going through being like a person of color and although that is 100% correct I want to sometimes see my culture represented in a way that's positive it's and like joy yeah. yeah in a way that's joyful and happy and um exciting and something that is like celebrated and so this book does it so so well and I could literally talk about this book for 
hours. I just heard, I mean, I've seen a lot of people just really resonate with that and just have them be like, oh, this meant a lot to me because I feel like it was just so well done. So I'm glad that that kind of like hit for you. That's really awesome. So the first book I'm going to include on my wrap up is actually a duology. I'm going to just touch really briefly on both of them. It is the All the King's Men duet by Kennedy Ryan. So this is a duology. They're both like pretty short books, but basically it follows Lennox Hunter. She's an indigenous activist and she meets the son of like an oil tycoon maxim and they meet basically on like a protest against uh, maxim's dad's oil pipeline and it's kind of like a story of them like through college and adulthood they both end up working kind of in politics and so it's very much like a like if you love political drama it's kind of like your dream come true it's very reminiscent i always say this when i'm recommending recommending this duet it's very similar to scandal the tv show and that was my bread and butter when I was growing up. It was probably my favorite show. Um, I'm like a Olivia Pope ride or die. That woman raised me. But yeah, I really enjoyed this duet. I rated, rated the first one, uh, The Kingmaker, 4.5. And then I did rate the second one, The Rebel King, 3.75, but not like a bad 3.75. I just felt like um, the duology could have probably been one longer book. It didn't, I didn't necessarily feel like we needed the second book, but overall, like I would say that like, it was like a 4.25, like, duology and I would absolutely recommend it if you want something it's like very like short easy to get through so very like slump friendly writing if you want something like spicier and again like kind of like that scandal like political vibe I really think that you would enjoy this I wish it was talked about more I feel like a lot of people would really enjoy it and I know that some of other Kennedy Ryan's books are like more popular but for me personally it's definitely been the ones that I've like enjoyed the most and the ones I wanted to recommend the most so I really really enjoyed those Okay, my next book is Beartown by Frederick Backman. And this was a book club pick um, for like my in-person book club. So this book is Small Town. It's very, very character driven. It follows a town who is obsessed with hockey and basically puts all the pressure and all the expectation for the town to grow and to succeed into this junior hockey team and it follows them um it has a little bit of plot but it definitely just follows a lot of characters in this like story i rated this uh 3.5 interesting okay i've seen this cover everywhere no clue what what it is about so it's interesting to hear you explain it but i'm interested why 3.5 um I enjoyed Frederick's writing. Mm -hmm. I really did. My only critique is that there is so many characters, like oh. an unbelievably amount of characters that to me, not to everyone, because in my book club, it was a, a success, but to me was very, very hard to follow. Like at the beginning, I was like, who is Mark? Who is Emily? Who is this person? Also, those names are not <laughs> names, but... I was like, yeah. who are these people? Like, I have no clue. And he starts like so fast and comes in to the story so hot that I'm like, I have no idea who these people are. Like, that is honestly one of my biggest pet peeves in books is too many characters to follow because I'm like, I would so much rather have four or five characters that I know everything about and that I feel super connected to than like trying to keep track of names. Because once I hit past the threshold of like, I don't know who this person is because I don't have like a name to face almost. I like, it just, is like a downhill slope for me. Cause then I'm like, I just, I'm glazing out when I see their character. I don't know. It's just not, does not work for me at all. There's still some characters that I'm like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, But 
let this not stray you away from the book because it's a hit for so many people. It has great reviews. People love it. I mean, it was just, it was just not the best for me. I would still recommend it because I know so many people love it, but it was just not, not a hit for me. So my next book for the month um, that I'm going to cover is A Fate Inked in Blood. And this is a um, arc that I read, but I believe it might be out now. You know, it comes out this month. And by the time you guys are listening to this, it's like, pretty much the end of the month but this is like a nordic inspired uh romanticy and so we follow freya and she's a shield maiden it feels like a little silly like trying to explain fantasy like really succinctly but essentially she is forced into marriage with this king who's like trying to take over all the land and over the course of the book she kind of falls in love with his son and so it's very like but not in like a weird way like if you read the book it's not like a forbidden romance way where i'm like oh like morally it makes sense for her to be with the son but it is also very forbidden romance um so i really enjoyed this book and i am going to read um this author has a different series it's called the bridge kingdom i believe and i'm gonna read that i think this upcoming month in march um i really enjoyed the writing I really enjoyed like the Nordic setting was so freaking cool and I I feel like I just have like I like have like a lot of like Scandinavian in me <laughs> so I, I love like the Scandinavian vibes like I just think it's so slay like I don't know why like I just think that like I just like love that aesthetic and stuff and she did a really good job getting like all of, like the names and everything for it to feel like super immersive um I did struggle a little bit I think with like the pacing of the book so I rated it four stars versus like a five and I've seen really good reviews for this I also though was a little slumpy when I read this and so I feel like I almost can't give like a hundred percent a critique on that because it was also a little bit on me but overall I feel like if you do love romanticy I think that this would be a great one to add to your TBR and definitely one that I would recommend like the main character Freya she was such a badass and actually like reminded me a little bit of Aelin from Throne of Glass like not in like a I mean Aelin is just that girl but just a very good charismatic female main character so I really enjoyed that okay my next one is gonna be Bride by Allie Hazelwood and I want to talk about this book because it's in the upcoming so a lot of people are really like loving it and recommending it but I don't think it's as popular as their other books yet because it is different than just a romance so Bride by Ali Hazelwood is a paranormal romance and it follows misery and low and it's a vampire wolf world with also humans it's a marriage of convenience and it also has a little bit of mystery I really 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 liked it but when I first finished it, like, I mean, I did rate it 4.5 and I was like, well, I really like it. But the more that I like think about it or the more that I like see fan art, I'm like, no, but I actually really like it. Do you think it. it was like a five star for you? No, I still would put it at 4.5. It, it didn't give me that because I think that it's just like a feeling, you know, mm -hmm. it's like a feeling. And if it didn't give me that feeling like immediately, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't. So the next one that I want to talk about is the heavenly bodies or that's the series um i read the second one i know i read both of them in the month of january so i'm going to include both heavenly bodies and fallen stars in this little review but this is another romanticy it is very very heavy on the romance but it follows alara and enzo and this world that they essentially build is very like celestial and like astrology aesthetics and like driven by kind of like astrology concepts so the world building in this is great 
I think it's like super unique and I think that the romance in it was like especially in the first book it was like really fun they had really good banter like the spice was really good it was just very much like the type of vibes that you want out of like a romanticy I would say and I will say like oh my gosh like the touch her and you die in this is like incredible like I was like literally feral so I rated the first one heavenly bodies 4.5 and then I rated fallen stars three stars which is a little bit of a fall from grace and I I, I almost feel like a little bit of an unpopular opinion I, I'm definitely going to continue this series I just have like a few like negative things I want to say the first thing is that the pacing in these books is all over the place like literally all over the place not to the point where you shouldn't read them, but like, I was like, what the hell is going on? And then also in the second book, it was like 700, 800 pages. And it, I kid you not, it could have been 300 pages. Like there was not enough. There was not enough plot in that book for it to be that long. And so it's really good in the sense that like, I love the world building because it's so unique. I do really like a lot of the characters and stuff. Um, I will continue the series and I do recommend especially like the first one if you want something like romanticy-esque but yeah I don't know I don't know if it was like a hit or a miss for me because the second book like really just like kind of like got to the point where it was like almost like annoying me because it was so long overall if I were to be like oh do you recommend this or not I would probably say yes just go in with like the right expectations I would say so okay so my next book is Expiration Dates by Rebecca is it Rebecca Surly or Rebecca Searle I have no idea what okay. author it's, you're talking about. It's the author of In Five Years and oh, One Italian Summer. I did not know you read this book. It's a, It was an arc. And I did indeed rate it three stars. Okay. Um, thinking back at it, I think three stars was being nice. Okay. Um, two stars. Probably, because I don't do the 2.5. So it would probably be two stars, which it, it pains me to say. But this book follows Daphne Bell, who believes the universe has a plan for her every time she meets a new man she receives a slip of paper with his name and number on it the exact amount of time they will be together interesting so it's a very i like that premise a lot yes yeah the concept when i read it the blurb i was like that is so fun like that yeah. sounds so good it's almost giving me like the seven year slip vibes like kind of like a little bit of magical realism kind of exactly it has magical realism it had a lot of potential yeah. And let me tell you, I had a lot of potential. Execution I, was no, not there. Execution was not there. I did not enjoy it at all. I think I actually dreaded reading it. Yeah. I felt like it was so dragged out and it was so just like the stuff and the details that were provided to us was not needed mm -hmm. at all. Like some of the scenes, you can cut that. Not necessary. Um, I will say, I don't think Rebecca is an author for me and that's just like sad, but I read One Italian Summer. I didn't like it. And so now I gave her another chance chance I didn't like it and so I think that now it's it's time to move on we can hang that. up our hats yeah. yes we gave her a chance yeah <laughs> and but I will say two things that I do love about her writing is I love the way she sets environments mm -hmm. and ambiance yeah um like one Italian summer I wanted to be in Italy mm -hmm. I wanted to like it like made me crave going mm -hmm. on vacation there and I love the way that she describes food which is really oh, interesting. interesting yeah but I remember loving like there are chefs and so in the in expiration dates and so I remember thinking like that sounds so good like just the way that she has detail for certain things is really fun but for certain other things I was just like it kind of felt dragged out um the next book I wanted to touch on uh was just for the summer by Abby Jimenez and this one comes out on April 2nd um so in a little bit but 
I love Abby Jimenez. We've talked a bit about Abby Jimenez on this podcast, but this follows Emma and Justin. So they essentially meet on a Reddit thread where they both have a curse that whoever they date ends up meeting the love of their life after they break up with either Emma or Justin. And so they make a bet basically to date each other so they can both then break up and then meet the love of their lives. Obviously, because it's a romance, they fall in love with each other. And this book is absolutely phenomenal. I rated it five stars. I love Abby Jimenez and I love her writing so much. I could go on about this book. I'm going to try to keep it short, but I, what I appreciated so much about this book. And it's funny because you see the cover of this book and it's like, oh, it's like a fun little like summer romance, but like Abby Jimenez's books deal with such deeper themes. And what I really appreciated about this one was that they dealt a lot with like attachment styles, which is something that like, I don't know if everyone's familiar with, but if you're not, it's something that I think really can help people kind of discover a lot about themselves. And it's something that I've talked to my therapist a lot about, but it's like almost like I'm like, wow, like Abby Jimenez, you're a therapist, like reading this book. It was just so beautiful. I loved seeing both Emma and Justin. They were both very human characters like in like in Emma like specifically I'm like you she had so much trauma that she had to work through and it was one of those books too where it's like obviously it's a romance so I'm like oh they're gonna be together but like up until the end I was like kind of biting my nails I was like oh my gosh are they actually gonna like be able to be together because of like these life circumstances that they were both dealt I thought this was a great example of a book where people, they took a step back from the relationship and they were like, hey, I'm not the person I want to be to be in a relationship with you, but like, I would love to be. And then they work on themselves. Just a very beautiful human book. Definitely five stars. I really recommend like when this comes out, adding this to your TBR. It is like tied with yours truly for my favorite Abby Jimenez book. I'll always love yours truly so much because of the anxiety representation, but this one was just like right there with it. So such a good book. I love that. Yeah. I really, really love that. The way you explained it was absolutely perfect. One thing about Abby Jimenez and Emily Henry is that they'll give you the cutest, sweetest, funnest cover ever and then rip your heart out, stomp on it, and then hand it back to you. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect way to put that. Yes. <laughs> okay, my next book is going to be Powerless by Lauren Roberts. This is an Enemies to Lovers Super easy fantasy. It has trials, kind of like Hunger Games, but in my opinion, quite different. And it has some forbidden love. And I actually really, really love this book. Is her? It's Lauren Roberts' like debut, and it's pretty popular. So I'm sure you've heard of it. But I rated it five stars, and it's just, it's just my like one of my favorite like fantasies. I know I've said it in another episode, but it's right, right next to um, Akatar, and now probably thrown a glass like right there just like under them I loved it so much her writing is so so beautiful and the tension between both characters was unreal like unreal just foaming at the mouth just like please like give I it think to it's me. the best tension I've ever read yes like genuinely so good and let me tell you like they are enemies to lovers okay this is not no like rivals like they are enemies to lovers and the cliffhanger at the end yeah I just so good I need I need the I need the next book I'm not gonna go on a tangent about this but if you are a romance reader this is if you are a romance reader primarily romance you look for romance you will like this book. Like I genuinely, well, I, I don't know if you like this book, but this is like very much a romance reader's fantasy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you look primarily for romance, you're going to like this. 100%. And for who I've seen has resonated with this book. It's like the people who eat up the romance. Yes. So, anyways, Hopeless yeah. romantics. 
Okay, so the next book that I wanted to do is um, Ready or Not, which is kind of a book that I feel like is getting a little bit more popular right now. This actually was not a favorite for me personally, but this is a surprise pregnancy book um, about Eve who ends up pregnant after a one night stand. And it essentially follows Eve in her life in New York City. And it really details the ways in which pregnancy affects kind of all aspects of her life. And then there's kind of like a subplot of romance going on with her best friend's brother and like maybe a little bit of a love triangle situation. I just wanted to talk about this one just because I do think that it's one that has worked for a lot of people and just kind of share like why I didn't maybe love it as much. But that's also not to say that I don't think that it could work for other people because I can totally see why people love it so much. It was very lovely in the way that it was written. Like I felt like getting a warm hug. It was like that type of a book, very wholesome, very sweet. The writing for the most part was like really easy to follow. The things that fell short for me personally in this book is that I, one, felt like it was very much a woman's fiction, whereas I felt like in this case, I was really excited about the romance just because that is like mainly what I had seen in terms of like the people ha who had posted about the book, which that's totally fine. Like you can totally post however about you want a book. And especially if the romance stood out to you and you wanted to highlight that, that's totally awesome. But I just going into the book, I think I wish I would have known a little bit more that it was a woman's fiction book more than like a romance book and I felt like the romance felt a bit underdeveloped to me just because it was really a lot of subplot and without giving too much away like there is kind of like a secondary love interest and it was interesting because there was a lot of times where I felt like the secondary love interest had better chemistry than like the primary love interest so I don't know it just like didn't totally work for me and I saw this person's review <laughs> <laughs> she said she gave it three stars too because I gave it three stars and she said all I have to say is that one of the side characters said merp unironically yeah some of the writing was just like a little over the top for me and I, I don't really consider myself I've talked about this before on the podcast like I don't consider myself someone who gets cringed out super easily but I was like, this is a little over the top for my personal taste. So just not like a personal hit. I also though think it's important for me to mention, like I'm not a surprise pregnancy girly. And I think what I've come to realize is that I actually really do personally like, which this is maybe a controversial opinion, but I like Reckless, for example. So in Reckless, you get, you don't get any of Winter's pregnancy. You get right after she's had the kid. I really like following moms or dads or whoever right after they give birth to the child I don't personally love reading about people being actively pregnant I don't know if it's just because I like am not having kids anytime soon or anything like that but it's just not something that I really resonate with I totally recognize it's like a beautiful human experience it's just not something that I personally want to read about at least right now and I think I've just come to realize I'm like I like after the baby is born and I don't mind kids in books I sometimes really like it but like the actual pregnancy and like I could do without so yeah okay my next book is gonna be The Seven Year Slip by Ashley Poston and this book is quite interesting. This book is magical realism. It basically follows Clementine and her aunt's apartment where she currently lives is magic and it travels seven years in the past unexpectedly. She doesn't know when she's gonna come home from work and it's gonna be seven years in the past. And so 
I think this book is very interesting. I really, really loved it. I also annotated, so I was very like immersed into the the book. This book deals with a lot of grief and like it has a lot of mental health representation and I really enjoyed it. But I will say, I don't think the standout thing for me is the romance in this book. And I think it's something that you mentioned to me before I was reading because some of the reviews of this book is that the romance is so good and so perfect and things like that but I genuinely like what I got from that book was so much deeper than just a romance it was someone going through a very very hard time of self-exploration and self-discovery and grief yeah in a lot a lot of grief and just being lost in the world not knowing what you're going to do and basically just like trying to figure out who you are and where you fit Mm -hmm. in this universe and I think it was so so beautiful the way I just love Ashley Poston and I think that her writing is so magical and lyrical and just like very very beautiful there's some quotes that I was like choking back tears because mm-hmm. it was it's so it like resonated with me a lot but I don't think that it is a book that I'm like wow the romance is slaying I agree so I love like the romance I love both of the main characters in the sense that like I did love the romance but I just don't like it's interesting I said this actually to a, a friend yet a couple days ago that sometimes I'll read other people's reviews of the seven year slip and they'll be like this was such a cute fun romance and I'm like this book actually gave me a midlife crisis like I <laughs> we definitely did not get the same thing out of this book because yeah like I did love like their chemistry and I definitely believed their connection but just Clementine it's one of these books that I'm like if you are in your 20s this is an excellent book it's probably my go-to recommendation for like women in their 20s because like yeah the exploration of like her relationship with her job her relationship with her family and her loved ones all of that and then also finding love in the process it's so beautiful but yeah every single time I see someone being like oh I had so much fun reading this I'm like I literally was finishing this book I remember I listened to it mainly on audio but I was driving home Um, I was on the freeway finishing this book and I was hysterically crying. So I had to pull off to the side of the road because I was like, this book, I mean, it's such a phenomenal book in my opinion, but like, yeah, maybe not like cute and fluffy and fun, but an amazing book. Nonetheless, five stars for me personally, but like I, it would be one of my like go-to recommendations for sure. Yes. Don't get me wrong, as Taylor said, like the romance is great. What I said, like, doesn't take away from the romance and the two main characters are so perfect together and they complement each other so well. But again, it it is 100% like so much more than that and has so much depth into it. It is just so painful, but in a good way. Like it is so... It's like cathartic almost. Yes. It will leave you feeling like, oh... (laughs) Okay, I'm yeah. truly unwell. Yeah, she's a phenomenal author. It's just a, like one of my favorite authors. Yeah. She's she's amazing, but definitely awesome. a, a five-star book. So we could keep talking about books for forever, but the <laughs> last one I'm going to talk in-depthly about is The X-Files, which this is also an arc. I'm so sorry that I keep reviewing arcs. I've read a lot of arcs in the last um, few months, but 
This is The X-Files by Jessica Joyce. And this is out um, on July 16th, I believe. It's, it's not the 16th. It's the 17th. Basically, in The X-Files, we follow Georgia and Eli in like a second chance childhood lovers who are saving their mutual best friend's wedding. And this is like an angsty, tension-filled romance that explores themes of friendship in your 20s, mental health, and just kind of like change in general. I absolutely love this book. And I would honestly say that this is one of my very, very favorite books of all time. I loved this book so, so, so deeply. I feel like this book, similar to kind of what I said about um, Just for the Summer, but it's a very like human book. And I think as someone who is like in their 20s and stuff, like yes, this is a romance book, but I think the way that Georgia, Georgia is very much like a people pleaser with her friendships. And she just like wants to feel like she belongs in people's lives and that she even though like everyone's lives are changing she wants to kind of feel that same sense of like I don't know companionship with these relationships that she's had so long throughout her 20s I got so much more but like the romance is also incredible and I love second chance romance and I've talked about it before on this podcast but I genuinely feel like this is the best I've honestly ever seen second chance romance done like just because the angst was so there the passion the pining Eli the main the male main character he was pro therapy like super emotionally aware and so freaking hot like it was just the perfect romance book for me personally I also just love Jessica Joyce's writing so much she's genuinely like I wish she had more books because I would say like oh she's like one of my favorite romance authors up there with like Emily Henry and stuff but I'm like she only has two books but like she really is so up there for me and this book just really like permanently like in like printed in itself in my soul I was reading this book when I was on vacation with my grandparents and <laughs> I feel so bad but they took I was at like a museum with them and we weren't like together the whole time and I literally like, brought my kindle and I would like hide in the corner trying to read this book you know those feelings like when you can't set the book down I was hiding in this museum in corners trying to read more pages on my kindle because I was so freaking obsessed with this book so yeah not you like <laughs> like if you're doing something bad but you're yeah. like <laughs> What a menace. You are such a menace. And that's like an infinity star. So I would say infinity stars is like my step above a five where it's like, oh, this is an all time favorite book for me. Like right. bury me with this book type right. of a feeling. Like godly tier. Mm -hmm. 100%. Perfection. No notes. Um, okay. I have a question because I've seen this a couple of times. Um, I read You With A View. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend people reading You With A View before The Ex-Vows? Yeah, actually, someone DM'd me this. Marty DM'd me this. Mm -hmm. um, I saw his story. Yeah, so I don't think it really matters. I think that there's such different stories where I think that it's kind of just like choose your own adventure in terms. I think that like for the sake of the fact that You With A View is like out right now, I would say like go for You With A View, see if you like her writing style and stuff. But I really think choose You With A View if you want something that's a little bit more like bantery, lighthearted, like yes, but there's also like very emotional things in You With A View, but it is a little lighter. And then I would say The X-Files if you want something a little bit more angsty and like romantic, you know what I mean? Okay, my last one is going to be Two Twisted Crowns, which I'm gonna say the Shepherd King duology and i love 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 this duology it's quite hard to explain just because it's a fantasy but i'm just gonna say it's like has a lot of gothic vibes it takes place kind of like 
You're brave for trying to explain this because I, I literally couldn't. I would just say gothic fantasy vibes. Gothic gothic fantasy vibes. Um, it has it, it has a theme of like sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm sorry. There's not a lot I can say without like spoiling it, but it's really good. It's really really good. I think it it's so so well done. It has a lot of development and a lot of fun like world building. I don't think it's very high stakes, but I do think it's the ambience and the way that she writes, like the setting. It's very immersive. Yeah. Immersive. It's spooky and it's like fun and it will literally transport you to that time Mm -hmm. and with those characters. And genuinely, it's like one of my favorite duologies like ever. And I don't think I talk enough about it, but I I really love it. There's not a lot more to say, but I rated it five stars. Well, I rate um, One Dark Window is the first book and I rated that. 4.5 4.5 and then I rated Two Twisted Crowns five stars. Me too that's how I rated them as well yeah. And the way the the duology wraps up and ends I could I genuinely wanted another book and another book I just wish this this duology was a series instead because I love it that much and I love these characters but I think the way it ended was like a perfect like with a bow and she did such a it's like the pacing in this book in this duology was so good and I agree like because I you get kind of like a band of brothers type of like fan family where I agree. I feel like I could have read like a whole series about it, but then it's also like hard because I'm like, this was perfectly paced out to be a duology. Like in like, okay, like I 100%. feel so satisfied, but then I love the character so much where I right. wanted more obviously, but right. yeah. Who is your favorite character? Just curious out of... Elm, Elm's my favorite character. Me too. For sure. Elm and Ione were like my favorites, but yeah. 100%. Like, I loved them. Okay, awesome. So that brings us to the end of kind of like the books that we read. Obviously, we both read more books than that. I think I like between the two months I've read like 30 or something like that. Obviously, we're not going to like talk about every single one because that would be impossible and you guys would be here for like 10 hours. We did read kind of like a buddy read and then we invited you guys into it on our podcast Instagram. We read From Lukov with Love as our book club pick. So we wanted to round out by discussing that a little bit. Um, So we did From Lukov with Love by Mariana Zapata. And this is a professional figure skating romance. It is a slow burn, rivals to lovers, following Jasmine in Ivan. Yeah, it was a great time. I'm curious, Ayana, you finished it last night, right? So how did you feel about it? What was your overall feelings? My overall feelings is that I absolutely loved it. Oh, really? And I loved it more than I thought I was going to. And... I just enjoyed it so, so much. Again, we both tabbed it. So I feel like when we annotate books, like I feel just much more like immersed into the story and like really like invested in the characters because I spend so much more time. I feel like with them, I spend like double the time, but I I just had such a good time. I will say like for me personally, like it did feel long. It didn't feel like one of those books that I'm like, it was 600 pages, but I didn't even feel like it was that long because I wanted more. Like to me, like, I 100% felt that it was long, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't take away the fact that I really, really loved it and enjoyed it. And I just like bowed to the slow burn queen because I never thought, I mean, I've only read like other slow burns that are maybe 400 pages Mm -hmm. and I've been like, wow, this is a slow burn. But this one was 530 pages, Mm -hmm. which is like pretty long for a romance book. And I bow down to her because there's like no one that can do it like her. Yeah, I agree. So this is my first Mariana Zapata book. So I feel like I like am very excited to read more books. I actually really love this book too. And I agree. I think it felt like the first 40% of it felt long. I felt like I was, it took me a second to actually like really get into it. And I think that is why I couldn't end up reading it like a five star just because it did like, 
for the first like 30 40 percent I was like going on my phone all the time and I was just like not like in it as much as I think I would have maybe liked to be but with that said I did really like overall enjoy the book and once I hit that 40 to 50 percent mark I was so in it and I texted you this I was like really like to like once you hit like halfway you're super in it and I think what is so unique about the way that she does slow burn and I'd be curious to see if it's the same in her other books but it feels like you get to know the characters super well and you get to know their dynamic outside of the romantic relationship super well and that's something I really appreciated like I almost felt like I was enjoying the slow burn of their friendship and like their dynamic as friends so much to where I almost was like yes I was so excited when they finally got together but I almost felt like I didn't even need it like she's very good at writing like mundane moments yes I 100% agree. It felt, because of the slow burn, I think, felt very realistic. Felt exactly how a relationship usually develops. Because in books, because we only have 300, 400 pages, usually in a romance, it's it develops faster. It's like a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and then they're like together, and it's like all yeah. good and dandy, and like, I love it, don't get me wrong. But this book genuinely felt realistic like i felt like yeah they're rivals they're gonna hate each other they're not gonna like each other and as their friendship developed i was just eating it up like i I was like very giddy yeah me too and i i saw your review and i also said something about this but the way ivan says baby so i was like (laughs) oh my gosh there's like a scene there's like kind of like that micro trope where he takes care of her while she's sick and like this is like a little bit of a spoiler but not like this isn't like actually spoiling like anything but basically he like is taking care of her while she's sick and she like is like super groggy and like wakes up for a second in the middle of the night and he says like drink up baby and he's like trying to get her to like drink because she's sick i just that was like the moment where i fell in love with the book where i was like oh my god like i i really loved this like and i i'm just a sucker for that microtrope in general but i loved it so yes like i 100 i felt that like mm. when he was taking care of her also let's talk about how the baby came out of nowhere he didn't call her that for yeah the, the entire what almost 400 pages yeah and then out of nowhere drink up baby <laughs> and you're just like oh yeah i was I, it took me so a surprise and i was just i i ate it up like like so so much so i have the book with me right now i have so many like so many things because everything to me was just so the tension and also their banter like the way that they teased each other and made fun of each other like just loved it so much like i was like this is a real rival to lovers like this is like they can't stand each other but in a way that's like but they want to it's also interesting because I feel like with my first Mariana Zapata book, like people build up her slow burn so much where I was expecting to just get like absolutely nothing. But I felt like there were so many like little moments where I was like, yes, I'm getting nothing, but I'm also like getting like so much where you could totally tell that he cared about her so much. Like he was a man definitely down bad. Yeah, there's something about that that I just like absolutely love. I just like loved how he like really got to know her and her family and felt he felt so invested in like her life as a whole versus like just like specifically like wanting her i also just loved getting to know more of ivan's character because he is like such like a secretly soft boy and i love like he had like a lot of layers and stuff and he was also like kind of quirky and i will say like i've actually heard very mixed reviews on this book in general so i was a little scared going into it but i do think that 
Mariana Zapata's writing is like really easy to read. And I really like, is it like a literary masterpiece? Like maybe not, but it, it's just like so enjoyable. Yeah. I will say I have one critique or yeah. not critique, but just like something that I noticed that quite bothered me and I kept saying it out loud like "Mm, that doesn't feel very comfortable with me as someone that has experienced this I don't love the constant weight talk oh to me it personally felt a lot that also might just be because I'm more sensitive to it given the I I get what you're saying I think given the context of them being professional athletes it actually felt very true to like that is probably how people in figure skating talk so I didn't like bother me in that sense but I can understand why that like bothered you in general yeah it bothered me from him yeah that's because he like referenced it quite I would say quite a lot and that's the literally the only thing the only thing that kind of like just rubbed me the wrong way because I, I am a little bit more sensitive to that. Whatever. Like you can call it whatever mm-hmm. you want. But I that did, especially as someone that can't, like I've been in sports, like it just like, yeah, I've been no, told that. that. Makes sense. And yeah. so that like bothered me a little bit. But I, I'll just talk briefly about just Jasmine in general. Mm-hmm. I think her character was really really well done and i saw a lot of her strength and her sassiness and wittiness and just like her overall just people pleasing like wants to do everything just to like feel loved Mm -hmm. um especially by her dad so relatable Mm -hmm. and so like she just never feels like she's enough and she feels like she has to like go miles and miles and miles for people to even recognize like what she's done and that just felt so like it just like hit totally and so to me like like until the 50 percent like i felt very like wow like i see myself in jasmine and then when we got to the 50 percent, i was like okay the romance is slaying yeah that's good so overall you liked it i did yeah what did you rate it i i'm like at 4.5 maybe 4.75 i really liked it what did you a 4.5 yeah i really loved it honestly and i think i this was another one um when i talked about curse of broadbent's uh backlist earlier in the episode but I am just very excited. I think I really want to read some of Mariana Zapata's other... You should read Colty, maybe. I think you would like that because it's soccer. Can we read it together? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm gonna, I think that's the next one or, I'm going to read by her. So. Or we can also... Stefania recommended... Uh, one it. of our f- friends recommended Wait For It. Yeah. So maybe either... But I'm down reading Colty. I yeah. feel like that would be really fun. Yeah. No, but I really enjoyed it. And I think... Um, I don't know. I would feel comfortable recommending it. But it's also like not... From Luke Off With Love, it's not a book that I would say... Um, if you're getting into romance, I would say maybe not because it is definitely on the longer side. And I think that it's something maybe for like, a, I feel this feels a little silly, maybe for like a little bit more of like a seasoned romance reader where it's like you're, you're, you're definitely working for the payoff, but really good. Okay, then to round us out, Ayana's going to share a little quote that we are both like absolutely obsessed with from this book. Okay, so Jasmine says, I loved him. I love this man so much that losing him was going to break my cold, dead heart into so many pieces. I was just going to have to stick them in the same box I kept my dreams and carry it around with me forever. I didn't want someone to pat my check and tell me everything was going to be okay. I wanted this man who would never take my shit, who would never let me quit, and I had a feeling who would never quit on me. Not ever. Not if I screamed, not if I kicked, not if I told him to go eat a thousand mounds of shit. This was my partner. This was more than my partner. He was my other half. Ugh. I felt like the love confessions on both sides in this book were 
absolutely phenomenal so, so well good done. yeah so well done i also we really enjoyed the messages i thought it was the a text little, yeah the text yeah i think it was a little good a little touch uh-huh. i love a text micro trope it's such a fun little like just like a almost like a fun break for your brain you know yeah, what i mean for sure i i really enjoyed her her relationship with her family i thought it was really sweet really like it was like realistic yeah, yeah. really wholesome yeah no i agree and i i also really loved seeing little snippets as well of his family i felt like that was really sweet like his mom and all of that like i just felt like the familial relationships were like a nice little touch to round out like our two like main characters so overall yeah so 4.5 ish from both of us like a hit i would say overall so 100 percent. 4.5 yeah. is a great rating i'm curious what we'll pick for march we'll have to discuss i have I no know. idea well, I'm we're in the mood maybe we should do something that like Puts us out of our comfort zone a little yes. bit. Yes. Well, now the the bar is here. Yeah. You know, Mariana Zapata did that for us. So. Yeah. So then to close out the episode, we're going to do just some rapid fire questions just to kind of sum up our month in general. So I'm going to read off a question and we're just going to kind of say what first comes to our mind. Which book do you wish you didn't read? Expiration Dates by Rebecca Surley. I'm going to say Ready or Not. Which is really sad, but I also just like, I don't think I was in the Tardic audience for that book. And so I could have gone without it. You know what I mean? What book was your best unexpected surprise? Probably Love Redesign because mm. I've never read anything about um, from Lauren Asher. So it was quite like I went into it blind. So I just was like so surprised when I like loved it so much. I love that. Um, for my unexpected surprise, I would say actually serpent in the wings of the night um just because obviously that was a second chance book and it was kind of like random that i picked the audiobook back up i'm obviously not done with it but for books that i am done with i would say belladonna by adeline grace Ooh, okay to add to that fear the flames by mm. olivia rose darling did not think i was gonna love it as much as i did okay what book was the highlight of your january and february i'm gonna give you one romance and then one fantasy just because i love both of them the romance is gonna be funny story because i again I stayed there and then the the fantasy is going to be queen of shadows because you know by my audios and by my pictures and by my messages how much that book destroyed me and I genuinely if I think too much about it I will cry yeah real um I would say for my highlights um of January and February I'm gonna go the x-files and also business casual by BK Borson just because those were my two new kind of like infinity star reads like god tier all-time favorite books you know the drill yeah I could talk more but I'm not going to so what was your most loved book format of the months so I think this is gonna be like contradicting myself because I said that I was loving my Kindle, but I will say audio because I listened to so many. I did like hybrid reads for a lot of them, so I'm gonna say audiobooks. Love that. What about you? Um, I would say audiobook as well. Um, Kindle girly at the end of the day, but I think that audiobooks have really been the standout for me in the last few months and just kind of falling in love with that format of books. What is a book that you are really looking forward to reading in March? Oh, okay. So, of course, the tandem read. And then I think I'm going to go back into my Addicted series era. And I think I'm going to pick up Kiss the Sky, which I'm very excited for because, again, Rival Lovers has become one of my favorite, or like my favorite trope. And I really want to know their like relationship, Rose and Connor. So, I think I'm going to go back into Kiss the Sky. I love that so much. I know you do. I'm so excited for you to continue <laughs> your addicted journey. What about you? Um, okay, so I'm going to say a few different options. 
I am excited to continue my Chloe Lee's Bergman Brothers journey in the month of March just because I feel like those are very quick, fun romances. And then I am also very excited to keep going on the Serpent and Wings of the Night duology. Then I'm also excited to maybe read more of Mariana Zapata. So, okay. I think that that is all we have for questions and all we have for the episode today. This will probably end up being a little bit of a longer episode, but hopefully you guys enjoy. This is our first wrap up. So we're going to kind of see how this goes, maybe change the format in the future, but I know we both had a ton of fun today. If you made it to this point in the episode, as always, we love you so much and thank you for being here. If you want to leave a review, if you haven't, obviously, as always, we would love you so much. If you wanted to leave a five-star review, it has helped us so much and it's meant so much to us to see those rolling in if you want to follow us on a more regular daily basis you can follow our bookstagrams which are linked in the episode description and if you want to get involved in like future episodes or just talk to us about the pod um, feel free to follow our podcast instagram so anyways i think that that's it for today so we love you guys so much so so much bye bye